Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I have assembled my crew of investigators for Horror on the Orient Express, and we are back with another investigative episode for you. So uh, we're going to start with introductions as we always do, but right up on the top, I want to thank all of our patrons to the Old Ways Podcast. We can't thank you enough. If you are listening to this episode and you are not a member of our Patreon, you can join us at patreon.com slash the Old Ways Podcast and uh, come have fun with these people. Come and poke and prod them and force them to do strange things. They can be your marionettes, I promise. To my right. Hi, I'm uh, Mike and I'm playing James Robert Fraser, and I don't need to be forced to do strange things. Mm, wonderful. To uh, to his right. Hi, I'm Rena, and I'm playing Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy, and I will definitely do all the strange things. Mm, yep, just give her a, give her a moment. Uh, and then at the end of the table. Hi, I'm Giles. I'm playing Simon Griffith, and I'm an upright citizen. Like part of the brigade? Quite. Oh, very good. Uh, to uh, To his right. I'm Miranda, and I'm playing Maggie Bellinger, and I will probably won't even know I'm doing strange things, but I will be anyways. Mm, I, I can see that, uh, absolutely. Uh, and then last but most certainly not least. I'm Martin, and I'm playing Richard Courtney, and Richard is a strange thing. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, so we're going to open the curtain tonight back at the uh, residence, uh, a temporary residence, evidently, of one uh, Margaret Bellinger, or Maggie, or Mags, as I like to call her. Yes. Um, so... We're still in the same day, roughly speaking, I guess. Um, what I'd like to know from our last episode, what I'd like to know is, would she be reaching out to Lady Elizabeth to find, kind of get the, the pulse of when things were going to begin moving? Yes, almost certainly, because my bags are now all packed. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> waiting for word. And also, I'm wondering if we'll be like sharing a car or if we'll have separate cars or um, how arrangements are going to work. Uh, so I would definitely be reaching out to the lady Elizabeth. So, so my question is, um, by phone, or would you be in the, the straight, direct American way, simply popping by and knocking on her door? Um, I would probably just pop by. I like to get out and about, and calling seems so impersonal. We'll say then that, um, yeah, we'll say that you pop by. And for the sake of the timeline... Uh, this will, for the folks who are at Kensington, would be just about when you'd wrapped up all of the um, strangeness that had gone on in the drawing room in the previous episode. So we're seeing uh, Professor Courtenay out, probably giving him some last uh, words of encouragement or perhaps uh, please don't come back, depending on what you'd like there, Mr. Fraser. If I'm seeing him to the door, as, as he leaves, I'll, I'll extend my hand to, to shake his hand to say goodbye. Assuming he takes it, I'll... Uh, hold it in a firm grip and put my other hand on his shoulder and I say Mr. Courtney, I just want you to know if any harm should come to Lady Elizabeth 
as a result of this contraption of yours and the escapade, for want of a better word, that she's about to embark on, there will be a reckoning. Do you understand what I'm saying, sir? My, my good man, I'm I'm merely a, a simple mathematician. I, uh... Oh, I think you're a great deal more than a simple mathematician, Mr. Courtney. Well, I a great deal more you. than that. Well, as this this um, this thing that you brought into this household uh, shows without a shadow of a doubt. I just want to make my position perfectly clear. I am her ladyship's personal assistant. I am responsible for her health and her well-being. And if she does come to any harm as a result of this this thing, whatever it is that attached itself to her face earlier today, then you will have me to reckon with. Do I make myself clear? You've made yourself perfectly clear, but I assure you, you have nothing to worry about. Well, let's hope not, eh? Let's hope not. No, no indeed. Well, I should bid you good day. Uh... Yes. So, um, Mr. Fraser, as you're about to step back in and close the door, you see Margaret Bellinger making her swift approach to the front of the Kensington residence. Would I also see Professor Courtney? Sorry. Oh, if he's standing right there. Oh, There's perfectly. no way to miss him. <laughs> he has some box under his, his arm. You're not oh. sure what, what this is, but... Interesting. But yes. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, enjoying as you were. Oh, yeah. And I would uh, uh, give a big wave and... Oh, Richard, uh, Mr. Fraser, hello. Ah, Miss... Uh, is it... Uh, Forgive me, miss. Uh, is the pronunciation correct? It's Belanger. Is that is that so? Uh, not not quite. Just Bellinger. Bellinger. Oh, I I do beg your pardon, miss. I, I had assumed you are of uh, French extraction. You uh, you must forgive me. Oh, that is uh, uh quite all right. And it's uh, Mister Fraser. 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 Okay. That's I yes. 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 Like uh, a freezer. Um. I suppose. Uh, not, not quite. But close. Fraser. I think I can, I think I can manage that. Marvellous. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. Oh, uh, Richard, it's uh, quite nice to run into you um, here. I was just uh, here to speak with the Lady Elizabeth and Mr. Fraser. Um, and it involves you as well, if you, if you care to stick around. Well, it's it's great to see you again, Margaret. Uh, Mag- Maggie, isn't it? Sorry, I, yes, I never know. Maggie. Maggie, Maggie, yes, of course, of course. I think Mr. Yes. Courtney was just on his way home, weren't you, Mr. Courtney? I... You had matters I, to attend to, I believe. Is that is that not what you said? Well, if... Uh, if... Oh, well, was it planning, setting course on this uh, adventure? Because if so, that's what I was going to talk to the lady about. And um, I mean, if you were planning on joining us, uh, which of course I'm assuming that you are, um, then it would be great for you to join us. Um, is her ladyship expecting you, Miss Bellinger? I, I wasn't aware you were coming this afternoon, this morning. No, I was going to phone, but I felt like that was so impersonal. And, um, you know, it, it seems like time is of the essence, of course. So I figured I would just stop by and um, maybe we could settle this. Well, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll check with her ladyship to, to ensure that um, she's available for, for your visit. Um, oh, that would be great. You must understand, Miss, that she, she has many social engagements that she needs to uh, attend to on a day-to-day basis, and uh, her time is not uh, always uh, what you might say her own. Oh, of course, of course, I understand. I will, I'll just wait uh, right here for work, and I'll just talk to Richard in the meantime. Um, well, I mean, you're more than welcome to wait in the parlour if, you, if you'd care to do so. Uh, oh, 
Oh, yes, that'd be great. Come along, Richard. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of eye Mr. Courtney as he comes back into the house again from having been just on the door <laughs> and about to leave it. And I'll see, I'll see them through into the parlour and then I'll, I'll go back through to uh, uh, to the drawing room um, just to see if uh, Lady Elizabeth is still there. Oh, Richard, what is that that you have there? This is the device, the um, the thing that the professor left for me. Oh, well, that's uh, quite interesting. How does it work? Well, there's, there's a question. Um, it's, well, let, let me show you. And Richard will just set the box down on the parlour floor, take the lid off, take the mm-hmm. sextant out and say, well, this is really quite remarkable. It looks like a, a sextant, a nautical thing. Do you, do you know what a sextant is? Oh, no, uh, I, I do not. I'm, I'm not quite familiar. That's not really of the essence of this device, but needless to say, it's a, a, a thing that you sort of point into the sky and look at stars and all that kind of thing, and you can work out where you are in an ocean. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastically clever thing, but that's not what this does. And Richard oh. will start fiddling with this device and cracking it open so it, it sort of pivots along this uh, piece at the top and uh, turns into it sort of more fuller form. Look at this. So... When you when you move it about a bit, you can you can open it up, and there are these things on the side which are lenses. And uh, t- yes, it's it's. And he's going to hand it to to Maggie. T- okay. T- take a look. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, Mr. Fraser, it's at this point you you turn back after getting the answer from um, the lady. You turn back into the the hallway. Mr. Mr. Courtney, Miss Bellinger. Uh, yes. What. Uh, Perhaps you should uh, move into the uh, into the parlour rather than standing in the hallway uh, discussing this uh, particular device. Oh yes, of course. And kind of eyeball Mister uh, Courtney as well with a with a look of what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> sure. You 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 take this, Maggie. I'll I'll bring the box. Oh, okay. Yes, of course. I'll carry it into the parlour. Yep, you carried into the parlor, and you are soon uh, in front of or nearby uh, Lady Elizabeth, who is uh, probably looking at a at a very large book. Yes, and also gathering strength for this whole uh, encounter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Lady Elizabeth! Oh, just who I came to see. I hope um, I'm not. Uh, this isn't too much of a bother, but I just wanted to speak with you about our travel plans. Ah, yes, Miss Bellinger. Were the phones out of order today? Fraser, are the fo- is the phone down? I, I do beg your pardon, your ladyship. Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. Um, I, I'll check. Uh, I, I assume there must be some sort of uh, a problem there. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for the inconvenience that you had to come all the way out here... Uh, at, at a moment's notice. No in, uh, inconvenience uh, at all. And it was quite nice because I ran into uh, Richard outside and this obviously involves uh, him as well. I was just wondering about our um, travel plans for this uh, trip that we are embarking on. Yes, I suppose we should talk about that. Yes, well... I- Yes, have you been in contact with Mr. Griffith, I believe it was, at all? No, he hasn't made himself known. 
Oh, well, if he is to be joining us, which I'm assuming that he is, since um, it seems like uh, fate has tied us all together, probably include him in our travel plans. Excuse me, um, your ladyship, Miss Ballinger, um, might it be, if we are all to be travelling together, might it be most convenient if uh, I were to make the travel arrangements on behalf of uh, the entire party? Yes, I rather... Uh, assumed, Miss Bellinger, that we would be handling that uh, that sort of thing. Uh, Fraser is more than capable of handling such details very quickly. But I had assumed we would be leaving sometime, perhaps early next week. I have to travel down and see my brother tomorrow. And then, of course, we have to pull together any accoutrements. We also have to make sure that all our arrangements are in order, etc. You understand, of course. Yes, I I do see how that may take some time, and I appreciate Mr. Fraser taking care of that for us. I, back in the States, I didn't, um, we didn't have, in my house at least, anyone to do that for us. I've become a company doing things for myself. Oh, you must be so tired all the time. I find it quite invigorating, actually. I'm sure you do. Well, we have Mr. Fraser, so we will rely on his expertise. And you can leave it in his very capable hands. When we have a departure date, all he needs to do is make the arrangements and he'll take care of everything for us. Ah, yes, and I will be waiting on my seat's edge to hear from him then. Yes, somehow I don't quite think you're the waiting type. I may have been told that before. I never would have guessed. And she just sort of smiles serenely. <laughs> well, perhaps if um, if we can uh, contact uh, Mr. Griffith and uh, I'll speak to him and we'll, we'll put our heads together along with your, yourself, Miss Ballinger, and yourself, Mr. Courtney, and we'll decide on uh, the best date to, to travel. I'll... I'll uh, have a look at the, the timetables. I'll speak to the travel agent and I'll make arrangements for uh, for uh, carriages on, on the uh, on the train and uh, also for accommodation at the different uh, stop-off points. I'm, I'm not particularly familiar with the journey myself, but uh, I'm sure if I if I speak to the uh, the appropriate person or persons, then we'll be able to find out exactly uh, how best to plan our itinerary for the journey. We have a number of uh, stop-off points, I believe, that um, we'll be looking to make. So, Oh, well, yeah, that's quite nice then. If Mr. Fraser can take care of that, I will be uh, awaiting a uh, word. Well, I guess don't have any more business here. Richard, would you uh, possibly we could go somewhere and you could join me for tea? Yes, that, that would be delightful. Yes, and you could show me more about this, uh, what did you call it, a sextant? Yes, this this device. Um, it's as I say, the sextant piece is not really that relevant. It, it's what it transforms into that's uh, that's of interest. Um, would certainly like to go for tea, but I don't think taking this out in public is a particularly good idea. So um, I, I'm minded to leave it in the box, if that's okay with you. Of of course, yes. Uh, yes, we must uh, keep our secrets then. But I do, possibly, I could show you, I just got this new camera. That does look, um, rather, rather flash. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm just figuring out uh, how to use it, and uh, if you can figure out how to use that device, I assume you could help me figure out how to use this one. I'm not a particularly, um, uh, 
keen photographer, but I'm, I'm sure together we can we can uh, we can fathom it out. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Well, I'm sure we can find a place close to here to have tea. Uh, Lady Fitzroy, can can you recommend anywhere that uh, that would be appropriate? Oh, there's plenty of places down the street, of course. Uh, Fraser, what was that delightful little place we went to last week? Oh, Lady uh, Elizabeth. Um, the one with the scones. Uh, Swinton's, was it? Uh, Swinton's, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, oh, marvellous. They make a marvellous blueberry scone. We shall be sure to ask for one. Thank yes, you. I appreciate the recommendation. All right, so the two of you are gonna are gonna take off and go get tea. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Even though Richard's already had tea. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fraser, is this a normal thing Americans do? Just drop by for five minutes? <sighs> Lady Elizabeth, I don't believe that anything Americans do is normal. That's true. I no am... wonder they're so tired all the time. Mm. Miss Bellinger strikes me as a, a young lady who doesn't exactly uh, stand on ceremony, so to speak. Your gift for understatement astounds me. I cancel the rest of my engagements for this afternoon, Fraser. I think I need a nap. Of course, of course, your ladyship. I will do so straight away. And I will begin to make uh, inquiries as to the uh, potential uh, departure dates uh, of the train and uh, compartments, uh, and that sort of thing. So I guess what I'd like from you then is, uh, Miss Fraser, is uh, what type of arrangements are you attempting to make? Yeah, so um, I, what I'll do is initially I'll speak to uh, a travel agent. Um, I believe uh, there should be a, a branch of Thomas Thomas Cook & Sons um, in, in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, I will find out um, what the what the schedule is of the Orient Express what days it departs on, how long the journey is, what the different um, official stop-off points are, those sorts of things. And also make inquiries about uh, a first-class compartment for her, her ladyship and also second-class compartment, potentially potentially first-class compartments. I'm not quite sure what the, what the financial arrangements are, are going to be. Um, so I'll kind of try and keep a, a fairly broad spectrum just to see what, what the different options are. And obviously something uh, in, in second or third class for myself. Sure. The travel agent communicates with you that they can offer you a, quite an array of, of options. Uh, there are first, second, and of course, third class, I guess mm-hmm. is what they would yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah, it would be closer. There are tons of different arrangements that can be made uh, depending upon the uh, desires of the passenger. They offer several stops along uh, the route. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they even offer... If the, they would ask you if your if your intention uh, is to travel to multiple locations along the route, mm-hmm. uh, they can offer uh, her ladyship uh, the ability to get on and off the train uh, as necessary. And yes. so, if you were to say stop in Paris, but had an idea to to travel on to several other destinations and perhaps uh, with, without a, a a specific timetable, mm-hmm. they could arrange something for her so that way she would be a preferred passenger aboard the train. And that would allow her to simply communicate with the staff on the train about when she thought she would be coming and going. Yeah. And they would give her a specific ticket that would allow her to do that. And presumably as well, there would be arrangements that we could make regarding her luggage so that if we were to get off 
at Paris on a particular day. Her luggage would go with her to whatever hotel that we'd arranged for her to stay at, and then would be back on the train again when he would when she she left. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, they take in the tone that the, the the agent takes with you is is quite quite serious. Actually, the 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 Orient Express prides itself on having security when it comes to passengers. Uh, uh, their luggage and their their items, and so uh, they keep uh, all of it under strict lock and key, um, and they keep it all within uh, movability along the route. So that way, if she were to say uh, have to make a stop at a specific location, and she told the service that that the next she would take the next train that came to that station to, you know, the uh, the stop beyond it, they could deliver it if you had arrangements to the next city and to the hotel. Oh. But yeah. So, so presumably, then, if we stopped off in Paris, we'd need to take another train from Paris to catch up with the Orient Express at a different uh, different stop further on the route. Yeah. Well, well, they they actually kind of enlighten you to the idea that there is more than one Orient Express. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and they bring this to light because it's it's often a misnomer that people think the Orient Express is just a single train, but it's a service. And so that they have cars along the route and, and on many routes for that matter that can serve as Orient Express. It's basically a, a level of class and service okay. that the line offers. So uh, if that's what she's after and her uh, and any other arrangements that you wanted to make, other passenger arrangements, if that's what they want, then they, they can mm-hmm. absolutely uh, prepare it for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think uh, I'll, I'll stress that her ladyship wants to be able to step on and step off as if she was moving from one room to another and back again, you know, the, the, no inconvenience to her whatsoever. I'll also make inquiries as to the accessibility of the of the, the compartments and the carriages and, uh, and that, and I'll explain to them that uh, her ladyship does have a, a, a condition which, uh, which means that unnecessary stress and strain and um, steep stairs and large steps as well can be a, a, an inconvenience to her. So we would need to make some arrangements to make sure that she was able to move where she wanted to, to go to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They would reassure you that uh, they have ramping as necessary for uh, any sort of uh, mobility desires that she has. Um, they have many uh, elderly passengers that can't make the first step from the platform mm. to uh, to the train. And so they, they do their best to accommodate those who have need. And of course, all this would be need, need to be done with the utmost discretion. Um, her ladyship would not want to um, sense that there was a fuss being made, and you know these special provisions were were not um, uh, were discreet. You know, were were, uh, were subtle and discreet. That um, you know she wasn't wasn't being treated like um, she was an invalid or anything like that because she wouldn't oh, stand for anything not. like that. No, 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 no. Of course not. They would. Um, the, the 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 travel agents fairly firm on that as well. Uh, they don't believe that um, the the staff there are. Uh, if if you'll if if you'll apologize the uh, the analogy, um, the staff there are are, are first rate. It's like you'd find it at a, at a one of the uh, larger estates, the royal estates. They uh, they take care to make sure every single thing is attended to. Good, uh, and they stake their reputation on it. Um, and their staff are not simply uh, some of the other services are. Um, it is their jobs as they pick them up throughout the day. The, the members of staff of the Orient Express, this is their life. Hmm. 
and they treat it as such. Okay. So what I'll do then is I'll look at the look at the details that they've got and uh, memorize the schedules um, for mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. following week or so, um, and um, make a note as well uh, of all that I discussed with the travel agents about the different uh, possibilities for travel and, uh, and and the different compartment options and, and that sort of, and that sort of thing, um, and uh, and then I'll bring that back to um, the, the house at Kensington just so that I can. Um, I can then discuss it with her ladyship and discuss it with the other uh, members of the party just to see exactly how they wish to travel, um, whether they wish me to book first class compartments for them and, 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 and that kind of thing. Of course. Yeah, they um, they tell you that any arrangements that you might need to make if those, need, if those needs change as far as the expediency or that the dates change, mm-hmm. uh, they tell you that the one of the things that the Orient Express uh, prides itself on is being flexible. And yeah. so if her ladyship had an immediate need, they would fill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if she held off on her travel for two weeks, they would make sure she was accommodated. Uh, that is that is what you get for taking on this sort of uh, this sort of travel. Marvelous. And can they also handle um, hotel bookings um, for us as well in uh, in the in the different stop off points that we're thinking of? We do have several recommendations that we can make to her ladyship. They they provide you with that and. Uh, well, I'll, I'll head head back with with that information. I'll make a couple of telephone calls as well. I'll I'll, I'll telephone uh, Mr. Griffith's number. I'll relay that information to him. Um, the same with Miss um, Bellinger and uh, Mr. Courtney, Professor Courtney. I'm going to snap over really quick to a tea shop where Maggie and Richard are are having tea. So you have found the aforementioned location, and you are now sitting down to. Nice tea and perhaps I don't know, Richard. Are you are you eating anything? Any more? Any more you can fit in that that uh, professor's brown suit? Oh, I think Richard is definitely going to want to join in with a, a blueberry scone here. He's not going to uh, not going to want to make Maggie feel awkward. Uh, it's actually more than that, to be honest, Richard. You're actually feeling pretty hungry. Hmm. It's almost a it's a gnawing you're not used to. Yeah. Well, he, he will then. He'll, he'll definitely sort of um, take some sandwiches and some scones, whatever's there. And Maggie will be having a scone as well. Or scone, as we say. We would say scone, yeah. <laughs> That's because we don't know how to talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Such heathens. Well, there's two different ways of saying it in the UK as well. Some people say scone, some people say scone. See, it's like that bath-bath thing all over mm. again. Yes, but I'm telling you what... <laughs> Okay, so you're enjoying tea, and uh, Richard, I, I assume the um, sextant has been placed back in the box, and you're just—it's there. It's the unspoken thing in the middle of the table. Absolutely, Richard will have uh, dropped it just to the sort of right-hand side of his seat, uh, assuming that's probably close to a wall rather than uh, than a walkway, just to sort of uh, keep it out of view so that nobody's uh, going to pay any attention. Weird thing to have a box on a table when you're having a tea. Wow, this is. Um, Rather delightful, this um, Swinton's, isn't it? No, yeah, it's uh, quite is. Yes, um, lovely tea. I um, what 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 did you make of that, uh, Lady Lady Fitzroy's um, butler? I guess you could call him. Um, he was a little harsh, wasn't he? Uh, he almost crushed my hand at the at the door when uh, when you met me. He does seem like he can be a bit sharp. 
In a number of ways. I kind of like him, feisty. Well, I think he's certainly that, but um, I, I don't think he likes me very much, if I'm honest. He does seem to be very protective of the lady. Yes, that that could explain it, I suppose, but... Um... May I ask, what were you doing at the Lady Elizabeth's residence? Oh, we'd, uh, we'd arranged to meet. Um, if you remember, we, um, when we were with uh, Professor Smith, he suggested we get together and, uh, and I look at the book and um, she look at the device and together there, there may have been something in the book that would, would sort of inform us as to how the device worked or where it came from or something like that. But uh, alas, we couldn't get the book open. Lady Fitzroy did, uh, did try the device and... Well, it, it didn't go very well. Um, she, she let Ida scream, and her uh, butler got awfully, um, awfully angry about the whole affair. I, I think it was at that point he, he took a disliking to me. Well, that does make sense. Well, if he is interested in protecting the lady, I could see why that may frighten him. I suppose so. He was. You, you would have had to have been there. He was rather harsh. I certainly didn't mean her any harm. And she seems quite bright herself. I'd imagine she can take care of herself some. Oh, yes. I mean, she, um, yes, she certainly put him in his uh, place. But, uh, <laughs> yes. I'm rather looking forward to this, um, this, this journey. It seems, um, I, I, my mother always told me I should travel more, but, um, I've only really been in school and, uh, and the university. I'm, I'm a little nervous, but also quite looking forward to it, I think. Not me as well. That I, plan on documenting our whole journey. That's um, why my aunt uh, purchased the camera for me. Oh, yes. She thought that maybe I could get um, some uh, notes and pictures in the newspaper even. Yes. Do, do you have it with you? We could we could take a look now, maybe. Oh, yeah. I'll take out the camera. It says, believe this, it says on the box that I can take up to 36 photos without even changing the film. It's fantastic. It certainly yes. beats having to slide in a plate or whatever they are every time and oh yes 36 photographs is um phenomenal yes that seems to be the um latest in photography technology it it is pretty fascinating to richard just to see all of the intricacies of the gears and here just when you're opening the casement or you're advancing uh what would be the film when it's in there you can tell this is a fairly complex piece of machinery, and it's so small. Hmm. It's where did you get this from? Well, um, I'm not sure. My aunt Edith purchased it for me. She was very excited about our journey as well, and she's looking forward to hearing about it. So she <laughs> purchased this for me as well. She sounds rather like my mother in that respect. I'm I'm sure my mother would be uh, delighted that I'm uh, I'm stepping out of uh, England. <laughs> but, uh, yes, this is a, a marvellous piece of technology. Yes. Do, do you know how to use one? Oh, um, no. I was just, I've been messing around with it a little bit to try and figure it out. Wow. Um, yeah, p- perhaps you should take some photographs before you leave and, uh, yes, to see how they turn out. Maybe maybe practice. Uh, that's a good idea. That's that's what I always do. If I'm, uh, I'm familiar with something, I'll, I'll read about it and... Uh, um, most of what I do is theoretical, but uh, certainly try a few bits out and, uh, <laughs> and try and uh, tr- try and sort of learn that way. Oh, of course. Why don't I take one right now? I can take one of you, Richard. Oh, oh do you think so? Of course. Well, let me um, let, let, let me grab my cup. We could uh, 
Yes, <laughs> the tea. <laughs> that would work well. Yes, I think you'll be the uh, a fine subject for a portrait. Oh, I thank you. You're gonna, you're gonna take his picture. Yeah, of course. Okay, so uh, I won't make you make a skill roll because okay. it's, it's pretty simple to take a picture, especially with this uh, sort of camera. But what I would like from both of you is which one of you has the lower of the two luck scores? Mine's 65. I've got 83. All right. So, Maggie, go ahead and make a luck roll. This is technically a what's called a group luck roll. Yikes. Uh, 73 against 65, so fail. Um, so you click down in the shutter, and you hear uh, several associated clicks afterwards, and there's this al- almost this rhythmic piece to it. It vibrates a bit in your hand, this camera, as it clicks and moves back and forth. Uh, and that's, that's it. Oh. Hmm. As easy as that, I guess. Well, I will have to uh, show you the picture how it comes out when I have them developed I'd be very curious um yes uh, maybe you should take some in the park of wildlife and things you know Richmond Park's a f- fantastic place there's uh, uh all sorts of things there you could uh you could study oh of course that's a great idea maybe well if we're not leaving until next week possibly I could um maybe get some photos uh taken in uh test my skills with the camera so that I'm better suited for when we leave on our journey. I think that would be a marvelous idea. Did your, um, speaking of experiments with my camera, did your experiments with the uh, the sextant uh, pay off with Lady Elizabeth? Were they successful? I know you said that Mr. Fraser got quite upset. Yes, it's a shame, really. Um, when Lady Fitzroy tried the device, she did go back in time, we believe. She she was able to see her father and, and the book, which was open. But um, that man, unfortunately, um, cut things a little short and, uh, and and took the device off her before uh, before she was able to finish. So um, didn't see much, unfortunately. Um, I did try myself afterwards, but uh, this is the way with this thing at the minute. quite understand how it works. Um, I was taken to some other place, um, certainly not one uh, that I recognised at, at all. Um, so whilst it was interesting, it was unfortunately no help in our endeavour. Oh, well, um, you know, much like the camera, I assume that um, if we just keep trying with it, um, eventually we'll have it figured out. And you say she uh, saw her father uh, back in time. Yes, it's... I mean, parts of this are absolutely inexplicable. Um, quite how that is possible, I don't know, but um, it may have been something that uh, that Professor Smith was familiar with, if you recall his lecture. Yes, I, I, I know that this is neither the time nor the place, but I, I would be interested in trying that sometime. I believe. Absolutely, I'm. It's interesting. I mean, the the, the more people that try it, and the the you know, the more combinations we try, hopefully the more we understand. I mean, everything is is made up of a pattern or a, a sequence. And it, it's it's just a matter of observing enough of these sort of incidents and, 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 and understanding what the patterns are and, and coming up with them. I'm sorry, this is probably incredibly boring. Um, but yes, yes, we must try it one day. Yes, I agree. 
you must let me know how you get on with this this camera. I, I think it suits you rather well. I, I, I can see you um, taking pictures of your travels and things that you see. <laughs> well, that is quite nice of you, Richard. Yes. We'll flash back really quickly, and then, um, Mr. Fraser, perhaps you have a phone call then for uh, uh, Mr. Griffith. Yes, yes, indeed. So the operator to put me through. Um, hopefully he'll answer. <laughs> she does so uh, post-haste. Hello, uh, Mr. Mr. Griffith? Uh, yes, uh, this is Mr. Griffith. May I ask who's calling? Uh, hello, yes. Th- this is James Fraser here from uh, from Kensington, uh, Lady Elizabeth's uh, uh, personal assistant. Yes, sir. Hello. Um, yes, um, I've been making some inquiries with regard to uh, the uh, travel on the Orient Express. Um, I was wondering, perhaps, uh, if you had a moment, I could uh, discuss it with you? Absolutely, sir. Um, so, uh, first of all, uh, Her Ladyship was planning on um, leaving London uh, sometime mid-next week. Um, we have a, a matter to attend to uh, at her residence in, in Oxfordshire beforehand um, that may take a day or two. The uh, travel agent I've spoken to has has advised me that uh, they can be uh, extremely com- accommodating and flexible uh, in terms of the uh, in terms of the journey. Uh, what I was really wanting to uh, check with you was uh, if, if you were happy enough for me to make uh, arrangements on your behalf and book you a, a carriage and uh, and the like. That'd be fine, uh, sir. A, a compartment, I should say. Sorry, not a compartment. Um, well, uh, would you require a first first class or second class, sir? Beggars can't be choosers, sir. I'll be happy with second class. Second class, very good, sir. Well, once I have uh, further details and I have an exact date of our departure, I'll, I'll let you know. Is is there any uh, anything you'd like me to pass on to Lady Elizabeth in in terms of arrangements that you'd like to make? Not that I can think of, sir. I'm getting my luggage ready. That's marvelous. Well, um. You have our number, I believe, here at, at the Kensington. If there's anything at all that you need, just uh, please, please uh, don't hesitate to call. Of course, sir. I appreciate it. That's my pleasure, sir. My pleasure, absolutely. Well, I shall, I shall make arrangements for a second-class compartment for yourself. Uh, and if there's anything that you require with regard to the transport of uh, of your luggage, then uh, please do let me know, and, and I'll arrange for somebody to to pick it up. All right, sir. Again, I appreciate it. I look forward to our trip. Very much so, sir, yes. Uh, as do I, as do I. Well, it was very pleasant speaking to you, sir. I'll, I'll bid you good day. I'm sure you have uh, business to attend to, um, and I shall speak to you very soon. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Maggie, Richard, I assume after tea, you graciously part each other's company uh, and then re- each return to your rough domiciles then? Yes. Yeah, I think that's what would happen. Okay. So we talked before, uh, not last episode, but the episode before that Richard was going to make accommodations at a local hotel rather than go back to his house and that he had done so. Uh, so you'll actually return to a local hotel because, um, you're, you know, on the, you're trying to stay low profile as it were. Don't want to, you know, upset your house in Vauxhall any more than you have to. Yeah. indeed. My, so, uh... my question then is to, uh, back to Kensington with the, the folks there is the next morning you're planning on heading up to see uh, see Raymond. Yes, uh, Miss uh, Elizabeth? Yes, that's the plan. Okay. So how early would you start out then? Well, it's about a two-hour trip, more or less. So 
I would want to start out fairly early in the morning. Uh, I usually rise around eight, so I would say nine thirty or ten at the very latest. All right, then we'll put the two of you in a car because uh, I assume you're going to go by car rather than than train. We'll put the two of you in the car in that morning, uh, and then. Is anybody else the next morning making any preparations for their trip or are you, um, I guess, give me an idea of what, what the plans are. I think my plan will be to contact Miss Ballinger and uh, Mr. Courtney, have a similar conversation with them as well uh, about the booking of the, uh, the making the travel arrangement. Once I know that and once I've established a, a specific day that we're thinking of, of leaving, I'll contact the travel agents and uh, and make those arrangements. And I'll make it clear that um, it would be good if we could have apartments that uh, compartments, sorry, that uh, that are next to each other, just just for convenience' sake. Um, so I'm not sure whether Maggie and Richard will want, want first. I'm, I'm assuming that uh, Maggie is probably going to go first class, and Richard maybe second class. Why don't you simply uh, ring the, the Ballinger residence, which you have the ability to contact, and you can speak to Maggie directly. I'm sure she's just an absolute wonder to speak with on the phone. <laughs> I'll do just that. So you get flagged down, I guess is the best word for it, um, Maggie, yeah. by uh, by Aunt Edith. Oh, there's, some, there's a gentleman on the phone for you, oh. uh, Maggie. Hmm. I wonder if it's Richard. She winks at you. He sounds wonderful. Oh, a real gentleman. Well, maybe it is Richard. Uh, I will. I'll. I will. Uh, yes, take the call. Good morning, uh, Miss Bellinger. Oh, uh, yes, uh, Mister Fraser. That's correct. Yes, it's it's James Fraser here. Yes. Um, uh, do you have a moment? Of course. Jolly good. Um, I was making the uh, arrangements for our our travel, um, booking the compartments and uh, arranging for uh, uh, luggage to be uh, transported. Uh, can I just uh, check with you exactly what it was uh, you require? Um, do you require for a start uh, a first or a second class compartment? Well, I'm assuming the Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy will be traveling first class, correct? And I'd like to be near her. So. Of course. I'll go first as well. First class for yourself. Very good. I will. I will endeavour to ensure that uh, I can uh, get a compartment uh, next to uh, Lady Elizabeth's for yourself. There. What about um, luggage uh, and and the like? Is there anything I can do to be of assistance with that? Um, arrange to have it uh, picked up from uh, from your residence and taken to the station. Well, I do have um, quite a bit, so that would be quite a help. Yes. yes of course. Of course. My pleasure. Well, I shall speak to the the, uh, the porters, and uh, I'll arrange for somebody to come round. Uh, when would be convenient to do that? Uh, I think, uh, I believe uh, we shall say, for the sake of argument, uh, we'll make arrangements to leave on uh, first thing on Wednesday morning. How does that suit you? Oh, that would be fine. Brokers for the uh, Orient Express have assured me that they are they are extremely flexible and, and accommodating when it comes to. Uh, the departure date and the departure time and, and that sort of thing. So if we do need to change our plans at, at any point, uh, it shouldn't be any any trouble to uh, to do so. Oh, well, that's quite nice. But uh, shall we say uh, 6 a.m. on Wednesday then? Uh, yes, that should work. Marvelous. Yes, you are uh, as efficient as the lady said that you would be. Oh, that's very kind of you to say so, miss. And you will be travelling alone, that's correct, yes? Yes, that is correct. Very good. Okay. I mean, as alone as one can be with four traveling companions. <laughs> of course. But you don't have a lady's maid or anyone like that traveling. Uh, no, I do not. No. 
Well, I shall uh, make those arrangements um, and I look forward to seeing you very soon. You look well. Very well. I shall bid you a day then. And now everyone's favourite um, conversation pieces, Professor Courtney and Mr. Fraser. Good, good afternoon. Ah, Mr. Courtney. Uh, speaking? Yes, it's Mr. Fraser here. Oh, um, Lady um, Fitzroy's. Um, yes, yes. Lady Elizabeth's yes, personal in, assistant, yes. Indeed. Um, yes, how, how can I help you? Uh, I was making the arrangements for our travel on uh, on the Orient Express, and I wanted to check with you uh, uh, which class of uh, compartment to book for you. What class is um, is everybody else uh, travelling in? Well, her ladyship, of course, will be travelling in first class. Uh, I believe Miss Bellinger is also travelling first class. Uh, Mr. Well, Griffith, second I, class, and myself, I will be in uh, third class. I'd better travel in first class then. I see. And the financial arrangements? Uh, yes, no, not a problem. He literally has a suitcase full of money. <laughs> I take it you'll be wiring that direct to uh, the uh, the travel the travel brokers. Yes, absolutely. Um, which travel broker are you using? Thompson Thompson and Son. Right. Okay. And. Uh... Um, who's the name of your agent there? I beg your pardon. Uh, my my mistake. Thomas Cook and Son. Oh yes, okay. So I I I'm not that familiar with uh, with travel, unfortunately. So Thomas no, that's Cook quite right. and yeah. Son, and the the name of the agent, um, person you're dealing with. Uh, the name of the agent is uh, a young lady by the name of uh, Miss Smith. Miss Smith. Let me just note that. Uh, well, thank you very much. I will. Um, I will arrange to have the money wired. Um, yes, uh, this afternoon or, or tomorrow. Marvelous. And you'll make your own arrangements for your luggage to be transferred to the station. Yes. Oh yes, my my needs are quite modest. <laughs> no problem. Very good. We are aiming to depart six a.m. Uh, on Wednesday morning. Six on Wednesday. It's a little early, but uh, should be um, should be fine. Well, I'm I'm afraid that was the only time they could give us. Oh, I see. And some, yes, I guess you probably can't choose your own time, can you? No, trains have to run to a, a timetable. Yes, indeed. Jolly good. Well, I'll make those arrangements for you, and uh, I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday morning. Well, yes, thank you. Yes, I look forward to seeing you again too. So, Mister Courtney, um, we will be travelling um, to uh, Oxfordshire uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Would you like me to book a, a, a tra- travel on the train for you? Oh yes, if you could, that would be uh, that would be useful. Thank you. What time do we need to leave? Uh, I was uh, planning on getting the eleven thirty train. The eleven thirty, and uh, which which station are we leaving from? That would be leaving from uh, Euston. Euston, okay, that's not uh, not too far away from from where I am. So uh, I-, I can meet you there if that's yes, of course, convenient. yes, yes. Well, I'll see you there. It's a uh... It shouldn't take us more than, um, I believe the journey is uh, approximately an hour and three quarters. Yes, well, I, I've made a note and... Uh, we'll have a, we have a carriage arranged, we'll have a carriage arranged to meet us at the station to take us to uh, to the house. Okay, okay. Well, well, thank you. Okay, so what we'll do then is we'll pick it up. Mr. Griffith, who is doing a little bit of, um, we'll say, sightseeing in, in London, yes? Yes. 
I'm going to walk to Dr. Smith's now that all the uh, fire officials and policemen have vacated the area. I'm going to just, well, case the area, as you may say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So you take a walk around St. John's there where the building has taken some pretty extensive damage. The fire is out by now, but uh, it's pretty clear that the building is a total loss. Now, it's also clear to your uh, rather well-trained eyes that this place has been picked over as well, which isn't isn't odd by any means. I mean, it's a fire with a in a massive house, and while the house was, say, 70% taken by the fire, uh, there probably were a few rooms that were not completely engulfed um, before they got it out. Um but, uh, but just walking around the place, it, it seems like, well, it seems like a big abscessed tooth that's been removed from the mouth of London. Do I notice anybody else in the area that um, may be watching the house? Uh, you can make a spot hidden roll if you'd like. Twenty nine under forty. Uh, you have a pretty keen eye, so you you don't uh, continue to walk. You take up a local bench and uh, give a few minutes. Let the house and the neighborhood breathe with you there. And nobody seems to be paying the house much attention outside of, of course, the people who travel by. And uh, and see that it's, there's still some, some smoldering uh, wood there. But yeah, it doesn't seem like the the house is being troubled in any way. Okay. Well, I'm going to wait there about 30 minutes so I don't look odd. Um, Just getting up and leaving. I'll read the paper. And then after a little bit of time, I'll get up stretched and start walking over to Professor Courtenay's house. Since he's in a hotel right now, correct? He is as far as you're aware, yeah. I'm going to head over there and I'm not I'm not planning on going inside but since he's been handed Dr. Smith's uh, sextant I'm going to see if anybody is watching his home why don't you give me another spot hidden roll 29 under 40 from across the street the house looks relatively the same as it did but after spending a few breaths there, just a few heartbeats to see if the house has been disturbed in any way, you can tell that one of the side windows is just a bit too far open. Okay. Is there any way I can get around back without being noticeable? Well, I'm sure that uh, you could attempt to get around back. Sure. Okay. Stealth roll? Yeah, go ahead. 03 under 60. Oh, very nice. Uh, so, yeah, you, you don't so much do anything other than simply blend in and fade away. And you use the fences and the houses which are here uh, to become part of the landscape, eventually finding your way towards the back end of the home. All right. I try the back door to see if it's open. Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm assuming that if someone came in through the window, they're going to leave by a door. 
That's likely. Uh, so I will, wearing my gloves, turn the knob and slide on in. The house in Voxel is, uh, well, it's relatively, I wouldn't say Spartan, but I guess this question is more for Richard. Uh, Richard, your house, uh, why don't you give us a rough explanation of what it looks like? So Richard's house is a, a sort of a normal London kind of residence. Um, so it's, I'm not quite sure this is the right word, but sort of a terrace house. So it's a, um, like a townhouse. So there's a row of houses and his is one of the ones in the middle. There's sort of a house either side um, attached to it. It's a three-story affair. So um, you would uh, go to the front door. There would be some steps that would just lead from the pavement up to the front door and also some steps that would lead down under the other steps um, and there would be like a, a covered, uh, like a little walk, walkway bit underneath and there would be another window for the, the sort of basement floor type thing there, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, I'm going to do a listen roll once I'm inside. It's probably not a bad idea. That would be a fail, 63 over 40. Yeah, the house is dead quiet. All right, I'm going to reach into my pocket and handle the pistol. And I'm going to move stealthily around. Try to head towards where the window was propped open. Okay, yeah, that's not hard to find. And, uh, it's This property is much more tall than it is wide, that's for certain. Um, so getting to the uh, the window there that uh, is open is uh, pretty much straight in front of you. And then I'm going to... Does the place look like it's been searched? It does appear as if someone has been in here. There are... Um, well, there's been hands-on furniture and there's uh, what appear to be some mathematical notes and papers that have been pushed down to the floor or searched through. Uh, it looks like someone upended a chair. Like a Maybe uh, the professor's, uh, you know, sturdy uh, armchair has been upended. Realizing that this is a neighborhood, I'm going to go ahead and remove my hand from my pistol and pull my uh, toothpick from my leg. <laughs> Fair enough. Are you heading upstairs then? Yes, I'm assuming there's a library or a study and that's where I'm headed because I'm guessing that's probably their main target. Yeah, you head upstairs to the second floor, and that's where you find, uh, that's probably where you find Richard's bedroom, and uh, some of the associated, uh, probably bathroom whatnot. Um, but his bedroom has been clearly gone through. His dresser has been pulled away. All, all of the drawers are have been turned out. Uh, his bed has been upended. It looks like whoever was in here came in with quite a fury. Okay. Does it look like anything's been taken? It's hard to say. That's the thing. One thing is for certain, though, and that is you don't see that, that they haven't broken anything. So they haven't smashed uh, pictures. They haven't destroyed anything. They're simply looking for something. Okay. Doesn't appear that anybody is still here. Is there? Does this look like it was just done? Maybe last night? Uh, yeah, you would say it's pretty recent. Okay. So I am going to... Can I attempt another listen roll now that I'm upstairs? Yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, that's also a failure. Apparently my ears are stuffed right now. 90 over 40. <laughs> yep, your ears must be stuffed up. Uh, probably just into the pressure. That's what it must be. Of course. But even as you uh, head upstairs to the third floor, you're not hearing anything else. The, the only thing really that you're hearing is the, probably just neighborhood noise. Okay. Uh, what is on the third floor? So, Richard, what's on your third floor? Um, so, third floor is Richard's sort of... But the way that the, the house is built, I think, as you say, the bedroom and the bathroom will be on the second floor there. On the third floor, it's going to be uh, where the roof is. So you're going to see it's like an attic type thing. Um, and as you go up the stairs, um, you'll be able to see the sort of sides of the roof sloping um, just to the front and the back of the room. And it's going to be full of, I'm just going to say to call it a study is probably a little bit over the top, but it's going to have sort of drawers of um, paperwork and some bookshelves and a and a chair and that kind of thing in there. But it's a, it's Richard's one room where he's a bit disorganized. He sort of allows that to be his creative space, if that makes sense. So things are probably a little bit more scattered in there than they would be normally. And how does it look now? Well, this room is pretty well scattered, but it really isn't the room or it's um, papers and books and whatnot that catch your eye. Uh, at the far end of the room, there is a form that seems to be laid up against the far wall. So as you open the door, um, there is still a little bit of light from the day. And you can tell that there's a body that has been placed against the wall here, face up. It's almost as if it's facing the door. And the head is slumped very low. It's a man, must likely be in his um, maybe early 20s, brown hair. Uh, Looks like he's got a school uniform on. And he's coated in cuts from head to neck. Uh, and most of his, well, what what was contained in his body as far as blood goes, has uh, seeped through his clothes and sweater and onto Richard's floor. Uh, and is now pooling and has made a home. It's clear, though, that the blood that's drained out of him is, uh, has cooled in some time. His face is uh, gaunt and gray at this point. So he's been dead a couple hours. Seems fairly likely. He has a he has a note in his right hand. Something's been tucked into his right hand. It's uh, maybe a small scrap of paper. I carefully draw it out with my gloves. It seems to be a, a message written for the professor. It says, I stopped by to see if I could drop off this paper, but you weren't here. And it's signed... William. All right. I'm going to look around anymore and see if I notice anything may be missing here, like empty shelves, or is it just messed up? I understand there's a body here, but I'm trying to... I understand that time is of the essence in this situation, too. The only thing you really see at your feet is this, um, well, this kind of flood of papers, which is now, of course, coated in this uh, William's blood. Uh, They seem to be uh, typed pages from some... um, mathematics research it's uh, it's possible that William was in the wrong place at the wrong time that's what I am thinking alright I'm going to stealthily move back out okay Um, if you need me to make a roll I can otherwise I think think the extreme success getting in here is reasonable enough for us to let you ride on out and I'm going to gently close the back door and then question do they have public phones at this time. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to head over to a phone box. 
And first, I'm going to call Mr. Fraser. So um, this would be probably in the early evening. So, uh, Mr. Fraser, mm. yes, Mr. Hughes comes out uh, while you're tending uh, the garden and says, uh, uh, "Sorry, Mr. Fraser, there seems to be uh, a line for you." Me? Hey, who is it? Uh, uh, Mr. Griffith. He said his name is. Oh, right. Um, if you'd be so good as to tell him, I'll, I'll be right along. Uh, Mr. Griffith, you hear a rather kind of walrusy, gruff voice get on the phone. Mr. Fraser, be right with you, sir. Just uh, hold one moment. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, uh, hello. Good afternoon, Mr. Griffith. Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Fraser. I was wondering if you knew where I could reach Professor Courtney? Uh, yes, I um, I believe he is staying in uh, a boarding house, a small hotel, um, not that far away. Uh, I think I have the number here for him somewhere. Find in my notes the, the number and uh, pass it on to him. Thank you very much, sir. Is there anything that I can be of assistance with? It's delicate at this time, but all I can say is make some precautions and perhaps we can meet tomorrow. Precautions? Uh, what uh, What exactly do you mean? What precise precautions are you referring to? Professor Courtenay's home has been burgled. Oh my. Oh. I see, I see. We can talk more about other matters regarding it tomorrow, but... Yes. Yes, very well. Yes. Please do let me know um, how, how you get on. Yes, sir. I'll inform her ladyship as well. Thank you very much. My pleasure, sir. My pleasure, sir. Uh, what's the next step then for you, uh, Mr. Griffith? Mr. Griffith is going to phone uh, Mr. Courtney, or Professor Courtney. Yeah. So, uh, Professor, your phone in the uh, in the hotel there rings again. It's the uh, it's the front service staff. They uh, they've got another call to put through to you. Good afternoon. Hello, Professor Courtney. This is um, Mr. Griffith. I I recognise your voice. Um, how, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, would you mind doing me a favour, sir, and packing your belongings? I'll be by shortly. Um. I'm leaving tomorrow, I believe. I understand. Please pack your things. Um, yes, what, is, are we going somewhere? Yeah, yes, we are. I'll explain when I get there. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I will, uh, you, will you be here soon? Yes, sir. Okay, um, and will you tell me what this is about then? Yes, sir, face to face. Okay, okay. I, I'll i see you shortly. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Richard is very confused at this point. And I have one last call to make before I head over to the hotel. Go ahead and make it. Major? You get Pierce on the line. He reminds you uh, that uh, doctor is his formal title now, but uh, but Major works, I suppose. What What is it? What, uh, what's the matter? Uh, it's your call, but... Do you want to call the police, or do you want to have a team head out and clean up the professor's house? Good lord, what, what's happened? That was burgled, and there's a body inside. Oh, damn it. All right, any idea who? One of his students. Seems mm. to have been in the wrong place at the wrong time, but I will confirm this with the professor shortly. Uh, let me speak with... I have, a, I have a man at the yard I can speak with, and... Um... It'll, it's like calling the police, but uh, a bit quieter. Absolutely. 
Very well. Where, where, is, where, where is the professor now? Professor's in the hotel. I'm heading over there to move him to a different location. Good man, good man. See to him immediately. I'll uh, clean this up. Excellent. Thank you, sir. He hangs up the phone. And I head on over to the uh, boarding house to collect Professor Courtney and his belongings. Professor. Good to see you again. What, um, what the devil is going on? Let's close the door so we can talk in private. Yes, yes, of course. Are you sitting comfortably? Fine where I am, thank you. But, um, yes, carry on. I think you may want to sit down for this one, sir. If you insist. Your home. What about it? It was burgled, sir. Burgled? Yes. When? How? Probably within the last 12 hours. Oh, well, we should go there immediately. Um, no. Well, no. I'm, well, or at least call the police. Do you have a student named William? Yes. Yes, he was um, oh, studying... Uh, oh, I, I won't explain. Yes, yes, I had a research student, William. I pass him the note. I found this note in William's hand when I saw his body. A, a, a body? What, 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 what do you mean? In your study. In my study? Been, he had been murdered in your study and cut to death. Blood everywhere. So, you are coming with me. We're going to check you into a different hotel, sir. Yes. Apparently they're after you and your device from Dr. Smith. Oh, my word. I mean, they certainly did to the professor. Um, I, I, I'd be still okay. Well, when was this? When was this? As I said, within the last 12 hours, sir. I cannot confirm. Do I look like a policeman to you? Well, no, no, but this is... Everything's happening so quickly. I mean, first the professor and... Now William, I mean, I... Well, I don't know what's going on. Exactly. Let's get moving. Uh, Okay, if you insist. So, in short order, you collect the professor and his uh, associated items, luggage, whatnot, or clothing, rather. Um, so I guess the question for you, Simon, is where are you taking him? What's the aim? I am going to actually take him into the area where I am, where I I have people who know people. Hmm, okay. And we're going to get him a new room. Sure. I don't know if I could get one in the same boarding house I'm at or if I need to move to another boarding house. It might be better to move to a different boarding house that uh, the matron can recommend. Oh, um, no, they'll make you accommodations there. That's fine. She's not going to, you know, a good renter step on out. And I'm going to ask if she has any uh, boys that she trusts. She doesn't really understand what you mean, but trust, what do you mean? Uh, do you have any of the uh, your your sons, your cousins? You know the the, the other minors. Oh well, yes, there are a few. Uh, unfortunately, it appears a criminal element is pursuing my friend here, and I need to have someone. I'll be up in the side, but I need someone to help keep an eye on the place from the outside. Hmm. Of course, of course. While well, we go ahead and. Uh, at least just for tonight. He's got somewhere he has to be tomorrow. So he he just needs the room for the night then? Just for the night. 
and someone to watch from the street or from inside to make sure that no undesirables come until we can get him situated somewhere else. You'll be fine here. Just uh, let me get him a room. Thank you very much, ma'am. So she kind of picks out a room for um, him and lets you know that a couple of her uh, couple of her associates will uh, keep an eye from the uh, just over the way, just to make sure that uh, nothing untoward happens to your friend. I put down an extra pound for them to split between themselves. Sure, sure. But that is uh, that is where we're going to call it this evening. So when we pick up the, in the next episode, uh, we have a little traveling to do. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, I hope that you'll see us again next show. <laughs>